Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Young Black and Opinionated. I'm your host, Christina Royster. Make sure you subscribe wherever you are listening and you can follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at the YBO Podcast. Today's episode is just another pop culture roundup. I'm going to be talking about Dave Chappelle's new special. I'm going to be talking about Young Thug's new album and a whole lot more. So stay tuned. Y'all, it's cold out here. It's getting cold. Miss Mother Nature said summer to fall real quick. Actually, that's not even true because last week it was like 80 degrees and now this week is 60. What? I'm not even going to ask what's going on because we already know what's going on, the climate change. But yeah, I said heat, me, me turning on the heat in my apartment. Remember when your parents was like, you don't need to put on the heat, put on a jacket. Well, I don't know if that was y'all parents, but my parents, (laughs) my mom will hold out to turn on the heat because you don't want to, you know, run up the electricity bill or whatever. So if it was only like 60 degrees, no, not 60. I'm, I'm lying. I'm guessing. If it was not that cold, but I was complaining that I was cold, my mom would be like, well, that's because you have on those little skimpy pajamas. Put on a sweatshirt. (laughs) I think some other people in their black households can relate. But yeah, I'm recording this on October 20th. It's gotten cold and we are, fall is in full swing. And my put y'all on this week is just um, my trip to Gary, Indiana. I want to share with y'all my little family trip to Gary, Indiana. So actually it was kind of bittersweet because we were, Me and my mom did an impromptu trip to Indiana because she had to go to a funeral, unfortunately. And so while she went to the funeral, I had to keep working because I'm a slave to the man. Let me stop. (laughs) I had to continue to work from home, but really from our hotel room. So during the day I was working and then at night we went to go see family and it was really cool for me to see my family. I haven't been back to my hometown of Gary, Indiana since my grandmother's funeral six years ago. So I haven't seen my cousins. I've seen my auntie, but I haven't seen my cousins. Um, it's kind of like they don't leave Indiana and I don't leave New Jersey. (laughs) So, um, it was really cool to spend time with family and catch up because yeah, I'm in a different place now. I'm 26 years old now. When I was there, I was what? 19, 20. Um, a lot can change in just those couple of years. My cousins have kids now. Um, just a whole bunch of things. So during my time in Gary, Indiana, it was really important for me to go to my grandma's house and look through her photo albums. That was like one of my missions, honestly. I don't think my mom knew that, but I had that in my head. Like if we're going to be going back to my grandma's old house, then I want to see some old pictures because just this year, I don't know if I told y'all on the podcast, but this year I did the ancestry test. Because, I mean, I already know my ancestry. I already did 23andMe. But I really wanted to utilize Ancestry's family tree feature because I don't know shit about my mom's... Actually, I don't know shit about either of my parents' parents. Like, my grandma... my First of all, my grandfather, my mom's dad, passed away when I was only three years old. I don't remember my grandpa at all, unfortunately. I, I truly don't. And so, I feel like with him kind of like his family history kind of like went with him. So he passed in 98 and then my grandma, as I told y'all passed in 2015 and my grandma was older. My grandma was 81 because my mom is the youngest of eight kids. My grandma had my mom when she was 35. So I feel like y'all grandparents are like in their seventies, just touching 80. Like, no, like 10 years ago, my grandma was already 80. So I've never really seen my grandma young and I never really bothered to ask her questions about her family either because I was young and I wasn't thinking about it at the time. So this trip, I got to actually go through her photo albums and she had like old documents and old photographs from like the sixties. Like I actually got to see my grandparents wedding photo for the first time. And I just learned so much in that quick little trip. We were only in Indiana, I swear, for like three days. It was not a it was not a long trip at all. But that really meant so much to me, that quick little trip and just seeing those photographs because I am still trying to piece together my family history. And I think the message from that is like, we really need to document our lives. And we are. We we have social media now. It's so much easier for, for us to take a photograph. Um, we have cell phones and iPhones all day long and we vlog and we document everything. This podcast right now, I hope my grandkids don't listen to it, (laughs) but they could, you know what I'm saying? Like we need to document this stuff, especially in, I feel like in the black community, 
we don't know our family history like white people do or it was taken away from us we were first of all we were brought over here as slaves we don't we don't know anything past our great-grandparents probably and if i didn't know much about my grandparents i certainly didn't know much about my great-grandparents i didn't even know that my grandma's mother was from arkansas and i learned that in this trip last week so i know that i get on my boyfriend's nerves and my mom's nerves taking pictures of everything all the time taking videos but i really want us to continue to document these moments don't let it rule your life i have definitely been obsessed with oh let me get photos when i'm at this place and i'm not even enjoying the moment my boyfriend has gotten on me about that but i will continue to document my life though because it's so so important for future generations so that's my put y'all on all right so let's get into the news shall we um you know let's rewind a little bit i said it was cold it's fall fall is honestly one of my favorite seasons um no shade but summer i don't like sweating i really don't like heat exhaustion i don't like running up my ac bill <laughs> summer is obviously cool because everybody's more relaxed and i love the beach i love the pool but otherwise summer is not really my season i'm plus size i don't like sweat between my rolls and my thighs chafing together chub rub it's a no for me i really like fall <laughs> I love pumpkin spice donuts and hot chocolate and hay rides and and let me tell you something about a hay ride. No, let me tell you something. I think it was two weeks ago. Me and my friends went pumpkin picking. First of all, it was not pumpkin picking. There were no pumpkins to pick. There is a pumpkin shortage. That's the um first piece of news I wanted to tell y'all. There is a pumpkin shortage, and I don't know why. I tried to look it up, and they were just saying like, um you know, like bacteria and weather conditions and fungus have fucked up the pumpkins and then also the supply chain. And what's going on with the supply chain? I looked that up too because everywhere you look, it's like, everywhere you look, there's a supply chain issue. <laughs> everywhere you look, there's a supply chain issue. And I'm just like, what does that mean? So I looked that up too. And they're just talking about like, oh, you know, they stopped making a whole bunch of stuff they stopped the production of goods and services during covid and now that things are back up and running they can't really return to pre-pandemic levels they also um have a shortage of truck drivers and warehouse workers and who can blame them like i know everybody's like oh get back to work the pandemic's over unemployment's over but honestly i think the pandemic just made a lot of people realize like fuck this job <laughs> And if I was a warehouse worker, I wouldn't want to go back either because we know the conditions in those warehouses. Um, and truck drivers. My boyfriend was a FedEx driver. And I didn't realize how physical the job was. And I don't think people can do that for very long. So, yeah, there's a pumpkin shortage. There's a supply chain issue. They're saying if you want to get your Christmas gifts by December 2021, you need to basically have ordered your gifts like last week. So, um, everybody's just going to get a gift card from me. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to play with the mail, the mail service, because, yeah. They even have a shipping container um, shortage as well. And that I'm not too clear on. I don't know where all the shipping containers are going, but it's a shortage of everything. And that's why these prices are going hella high. I actually saw a tweet yesterday. This girl was like, look, gas prices are going up. Rent is going up crab legs is going up joe put us back inside and i think we're beyond that we've already talked about that like we're way beyond that we're not getting locked down ever again we just can't afford it but i have the same sentiments i feel like when i went to indiana the gas was like 350 in new jersey it's 325 that's pushing it so yeah I, I mean that probably has nothing to do with the supply chain but yeah everything is just up and up so what what was i going with that Oh yeah, pumpkin shortage. <laughs> Which brings me to my other favorite part of the fall season, Halloween, but specifically Halloween candy, y'all. I want some Halloween candy. So this is what's going on with the Halloween candy. Apparently only 16% of adults like candy corn. Well, I could have told you that. <laughs> we didn't need a study for that. There was like some Cornell study. Um, they did a, a poll of 2,200 US adults conducted from October 1st through October 5th of this year to find out adults' favorite Halloween candy. Candy corn was never, ever in the running, sweetie. I don't know why we even put that on the list. Candy corn is like 
12th out of 10 options. <laughs> Candy corn is disgusting. It tastes like crayons. I don't know why anybody would eat that. And I think my boyfriend eats it. So sorry, hon. But um, apparently only 16% of adults like candy corn. And the same goes for Lifesavers and Sour Patch Kids. I was surprised. Only 16% of adults like Sour Patch Kids. Like, that's one of the best candies. I'm a, I'm a chocolate person myself. Um, but if I'm not going to eat chocolate and I'm going to eat something gummy or like sweet or like sour, it's probably going to be Sour Patch Kids or um, I love gummy bears. And so for 16%, that's interesting. Maybe, I don't know. Old people don't need to be eating candy anyway. Like me, I'm, me included. I really don't need to be eating candy. I have sensitive teeth and it's like, as soon as I eat too much, my teeth start hurting. It's not enjoyable. <laughs> I better start eating some of them sugar-free candies like an old person because, mm -mm. but 53% of these survey respondents said that M&M's and Reese's Cups were their favorite, of course, of course. And then the M&M's and Reese's Cups are followed by Kit Kat. I feel like Kit Kat should have been higher. I feel like, mm, I, mm, is Kit Kat better than M&M's and Reese's? No, I lied, I lied. I feel like, okay, Kit Kat, that's that's right. Third, that's, that's right. Hershey's chocolate bars come in after Kit Kat. You can't go wrong with a classic chocolate bar. Snickers comes after Hershey's chocolate bars and I kind of feel the same you know as I said as I'm getting older my my palate has changed my taste has changed and I don't necessarily want a mouthful of peanuts and nougat and caramel and chocolate like a Snickers is like eating like uh I don't know it's just like eating a full meal in one bite it's just too much um Hershey's Kisses comes in after Snickers what's the difference between a Hershey bar and a Hershey kiss? Like I like Hershey's kisses more actually, because you could just little pop them little suckers in. Like you don't even know how many you eating. That's the problem. <laughs> but yes, Halloween candy. Halloween is here. Should I mention Halloween while I'm here? Um, I did see Halloween kills and well, let me, let me backtrack. I, I, me and my boyfriend started watching the Halloween movies, probably late September, early October. And really, he's the one who watched them because I've already seen them all once at least in the past. I don't really remember remember them all that well, but he was like, oh, I'm gonna try to binge these. And I was like, okay, I'll watch the first one with you. And after watching the first one, I remembered like how fucking boring the Halloween movies were. At least the oldies, like at least like the original, I was like, oh my God, this is so corny. But you have to remember, it came out in like 1978. Like that was scary back then, you know? Um... So I watched it and I was like, yeah, I'm not really interested in the other ones. Like, so he went on and watched them, but then everybody kept talking about Halloween kills and I'm like, damn, should I watch this? So just an impromptu, my girlfriend texted me like, Hey, you want to go see it? And I'm like, sure. Didn't even watch the other ones, but I read a synopsis and it was like, you really don't need to remember the other movies to watch this. So we go see Halloween kills. We were under the influence and that made it all that much better. <laughs> I've never been to the movie theater like that <laughs> and it was so lit that movie was hella good like the reason I said the first movie was boring is because I just remember Michael Myers just dragging along the street walking slow with one knife this movie Michael Myers used multiple different weapons um he had he, he was just on a killing spree he was just killing it, it didn't seem to have any rhyme or reason and I was just like, hey, <laughs> I'm here for the killing. Because I've said on the show before, like, I'm, I'm into slashers, y'all. I don't really like the paranormal stuff. I don't really go for the exorcist stuff. I'm, I'm into the slashers. I want to see some blood and guts. I know that sounds crazy, but that's what a Halloween movie is to me, you know? A horror movie. I feel like, well, I might do a little bonus episode about horror movies, so I'm going to save that. But Halloween Kills was definitely good. Now, uh... Let's, this is kind of, <laughs> I was trying to do a segue, but I don't have a segue for this. I just wanted to talk about the red flag Twitter. I guess a red flag is if you like candy corn. How about that? That's my segue. The red flag Twitter trend. This was hilarious to me. And, and, and this is another reason why I always say Twitter is better. Like, I just love Twitter. I've, I've been on Twitter since, mm, I think, I, I think I actually just hit my 10 year Twitter anniversary. And Twitter is just so much more entertaining than Facebook. Facebook is like real ghetto shit. <laughs> Twitter is ghetto too, but it's funny. It's fun. 
And so this red flag trend started last week. And then, of course, it got ruined by the time, you know, brands jumped on board. And I, I have to admit, even I put out a red flag tweet for my job because I'm a social media producer. And I said, hey, we're going to jump on this trend. And it was cute and it was fun. But I just really love this trend. And I wanted to read you guys a couple. I'm trying to find some of my favorites. Um, oh, someone said... Some of these were kind of serious. Oh, Bratz tweeted, you're too old to be collecting Bratz dolls. <laughs> oh, of course, McDonald's had to put something else in there. Mm-mm. Well, I'm not going to read these all to you. Y'all probably seen it. But, oh, somebody says Cindy is straight. <laughs> is this from Fear Street? I need to watch Fear Street again. That was lit. Fear Street was good. Watch that. If Did I ever talk about that on here? That's a three-part Netflix movie series and it was scary and it was cool and I really liked it um all right I can't find a good red flag tweet right now but oh one of them was like I don't like the taste of water yeah that's a red flag if you're not drinking water you're weird and 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 you don't need to be fucking with anybody who don't drink water um well you know who doesn't have red flags Megan and Party they seem to be doing just fine this celebrity couple just celebrated their one year anniversary and normally, you know, I wouldn't shout out a celebrity couple. Um, but I just have no complaints about them. I really like them together. And the pictures that they posted just really showed the importance of having fun with your partner. And that's what I wanted to share um, on the podcast. When I saw Megan and Party's photos jumping at the trampoline park together and just acting silly on the beach, I think she had a cup between her ass cheeks. <laughs> it just looked fun. And that's what I want, and that's what, well, I already have that. Me and Josh have a lot of fun together. That's what I want for all of you guys. Remember when you're out here picking a partner, life can get serious. Man, can it get serious. My life has been very heavy the last couple months. But you really need a partner to bring out your playful side and to have fun with. You don't want to be serious. I hate when a relationship is just sex and money. Sex and money. That's it. Can we go bowling? Can we have fun? Can we, let me tell y'all how last week, me and my boyfriend, now this is, I, I just talked about how I don't need to be eating bad, but me and my boyfriend went to Wendy's cause we didn't feel like cooking and we just <laughs> went through the drive-through and then we just kind of made a moment of it and we sat in the parking lot, propped up our phone and watched Everybody Hates Chris and it kind of turned into a drive-through date. <laughs> it was just a little impromptu little fun drive through date. And that's what it's all about. Sometimes you just need to have fun. You don't need to be so serious. Now, I don't like when it's all fun and games. If you're just distracting yourself because your man takes you out on dates and, and buys you things, that's not fun. That's, that's, a, that's a disguise. So, so keep that in mind. I really want y'all to be out here and have fun. If you're stressed and crying over somebody all the time and you can't even enjoy a basketball game or or a beer garden that's not fun that's really a drag and I don't want that for you okay so Megan and party keep that celebrity couple in mind we'll see what 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 happens for them I can't believe it's already been a year you know I feel so bad that celebrity couples just have to live everything in the limelight because lord knows me and my man be fighting <laughs> I would not want the camera on us but what can I say? Oh, speaking of which, I have to plug my man, y'all. My man, you know he's a musician. You know he's a rapper. He has an album coming out next week. It's called um, Baby Boy is Stimulated. Um, the, the original album was going to be called Stimulated, obviously due to some life changes. Um, he, he, he reconsidered the whole album. It really, your life comes out in your art. And that's what this podcast is for me. And that's what music is for him. So make sure y'all check out Baby Boy is Stimulated dropping on 1027, his birthday. And um, it'll be available on all streaming platforms. That's Brother Ash, B-R-O-T-H-A-A-S-H. All right, you know I had to plug my man. <laughs> oh, but I also had written down on here, Megan's Popeye's deal. Bro, this was really, this was really special to me and really important to me because it showed the importance of authenticity to me it showed the importance of proper brand marketing 
because we've all seen McDonald's coming out with these meals left and right. McDonald's has now worked with Sweetie, BTS, Travis Scott, Bad Bunny, and I really, I didn't buy any damn one of those meals. And I'll tell you why. Number one, McDonald's is not all that. And number two, it doesn't seem real to me. Y'all really think that Sweetie is eating that damn McDonald's burger? Come on now. Sweetie does not look like somebody who eats McDonald's. Sweetie's body does not look like somebody who eats McDonald's. And I know Travis Scott probably not eating McDonald's. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. But I just feel like those brand deals didn't really make sense in my mind. They didn't really, I don't know. They just seem fake to me. It's, it's obvious that, oh, Travis Scott, you're famous. Make a McDonald's meal. We'll both get a huge check. It didn't really seem genuine to me. So the Megan The Stallion thing, the reason that I admire the Popeyes deal is because number one, it makes sense, you know? She's like, hot girl, hot sauce. They gave her her own hot sauce. But then they took it a step further. They made merch. And then they took it a step further than that. And Megan will be um, owning her own franchise. And then they took it a step further than that. And they made a six-figure donation to a nonprofit. And that's really, really awesome. I just feel like Megan is really doing the damn thing. Like, she's working with brands that you might not expect. Like, Coach? Megan made Coach pop it again. What, what Rihanna did for Puba, I feel like that's what Megan is doing for Popeyes. So this brand deal makes sense to me. This brand deal makes me happy. Popeyes is good. Popeyes is fucking good. <laughs> McDonald's is not. <laughs> so give me that hottie sauce, okay? <laughs> I want that hottie sauce. Now, we do have to take it to something a little more serious. I want to talk about Colin Powell's recent passing. Colin Powell has passed away at the age of 84. Um... You know, Colin Powell was the first U.S. Secretary of State. His, he, so this is what I was confused by. And, and sorry if I sound ignorant, but I'm not really, you know, into politics. Excuse me. Mm, I don't know what that was. We got a little, <coughs> mm, got a little mucus, y'all. It's, it's COVID season, but it's also cold and flu season. Y'all better be careful. But, um, actually that just, something just clicked for me. That just made a lot of sense for me. I got a flu shot last week, and then this morning, I just woke up in hives. Hmm. It's only on my knees, though. Why I got hives on my knees? Anyways, what I was confused about with Colin Powell was I thought black people considered him a sellout low-key. He did work with the Republican Party. He really shaped um, kind of like, where was it in this article? It said, oh, oh yeah. Later in his public life, Powell would grow disillusioned with the, oh, okay. So he was heavily involved in the Republican Party and I thought black people didn't like that. But, you know, it looks like we got over it because, you know, he kind of turned, he kind of turned the tide himself. This article says from CNN, later in his public life, Powell would grow disillusioned with the Republican Party's right word lurch and will use his political capital to help elect Democrats to the White House, most notably Barack Obama, the first black president whom Powell endorsed in the final weeks of the 2008 campaign. So, um, for, you know, for whatever rhyme or reason, Colin Powell kind of disassociated himself with the Republican Party and people are going to remember him for the work that he did, not necessarily who he worked for. And, um, he really shaped American foreign policy in the 20th century and the 21st century. Unfortunately, he died from complications with COVID at the age of 84. And, um, he was already sick on top of that, on top of COVID. His, his, his immune system was compromised. He had, um, cancer. He had Parkinson's. So, um, I guess this is another example of when somebody is in their eighties, we don't expect our grandparents to live forever, but Colin Powell, I, I just didn't expect him to go from COVID and that's the case, right? That's the case for the past 20 months, everybody getting hit by COVID at the drop of a hat and we're, we're losing lives. And, and we really thought that we would have this under control by now, but we didn't have great leadership for a year. And so, now we're still trying to fix things. I feel like my state isn't a good place. I'm in New Jersey and they say that New Jersey has a higher rate of vaccination. So that's cool. But even people who are vaccinated are getting it. So we just have to keep that in mind. And the last little bit of news that I wanted to share was, um, the other day I was driving and I passed the school and it says Scholastic Book Fair online. 
that broke my heart y'all that just broke my heart the kids today won't even get to experience asking their parents for money their parents saying no walking through the book fair admiring all the books and posters and erasers and pencils and not being able to buy a damn thing <laughs> it's just an experience the book fair was such an experience and i just feel like now it's online and it's just not the same and you know i mean maybe y'all experience wasn't like what i just said but i saw on twitter other people did have the same experience as i did because little black kids little kids of color in low-income neighborhoods like gary indiana we didn't have money for the book fair we we first of all those books were like 11.99 each <laughs> you know the ones i'm talking about those shits were expensive and my parents did the best they could. They may have given me a little something so I could buy a poster or something. But otherwise, I don't remember leaving the book fair with hella books. And um, it is, I guess, putting it online does kind of even the playing field because nothing is worse than you can't go on a field trip or you can't go to the book fair because you don't got money and everybody else does and now you're standing out like a sore thumb. And when you're a kid, like, that just means everything. That means the world. So I guess it does kind of even the playing field. But yeah, it just broke my heart because things are not the same. Things are not how they used to be. And I wish we could go back to the good old Scholastic Book Fair. That was a great part of the fall season. You see what I'm saying? The fall season. Oh, I didn't even get to tell y'all my hay sto hay, uh, hay ride story. I'm, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna tell y'all quickly. So remember when I said I went pumpkin picking with my friends earlier this, this last week and there was no pumpkins. Okay, that's because I was under the impression that we were taking a hay ride to go out to the patch, pick our pumpkin, and get back on the hayride. That's how it's been before at other places that I've been to. This place, it was literally just a hayride. They just drove us around the farm. And that would have been cool if we didn't get hay fucking dumped on us. I was so mad, y'all. So we're coming up back to the farm, and then this other hayride is coming down, like, coming out to the hayride so they were right perpendicular to us passing us I mean parallel to us passing us and I saw at the corner of my eye the people on the hayride like grabbing fistfuls of hay and I was just like hmm that's weird and before it even clicked they literally threw hay on top of us and of course only the people on that side of the hayride got hay on them and my friends were laughing hysterically but I was actually pissed that was not funny to me here I am trying to enjoy a hayride with my friends and strangers Think it's funny to prank us and throw hay on our, th throw hay on my hair? Y'all, I have cornrows right now. I had little pieces of hay in between every braid, stuck between the braids. It was just not cute. It was not fun. And there was a baby sitting next to me. So yeah, that's my story. Ugh. But I still love fall. I'm not gonna complain. I still love fall. I lied. I said this was gonna be a short episode and I'm looking at my notes and I have a lot more to cover. So I'm gonna go quickly. <laughs> Or maybe y'all like long episodes. Let me know. Do y'all like shorter episodes, longer episodes? I've been doing this for a couple years now, and all my episodes are usually around 30 minutes. But let me know. So let's talk about music next. I don't have a whole lot of music to cover, and I'm sure I'm forgetting something. I'm sure by the time this episode drops, there'll be some new hip-hop album out. But, um, I mean, I already told y'all, I feel like we got all the good music that we need. We already got an album from J. Cole, Nas, Ken, no, we didn't get an album from Kendrick. Ooh, what if Kendrick just randomly dropped an album this year? Hmm. But no, we got Drake, we got Kanye, you know. Speaking of Kanye, if you haven't heard the news, he legally changed his name to Ye. Why would you why would you change your legal God-given name? Your the, the name that your mother, who you love so much, gave you. Why would you change it to Ye? Don't change your legal name to a stage name. That's not a good idea. But anyways, um... New music. Okay, so Punk by Young Thug. I did a little quick review on IGTV if you didn't see it. I only listened to it once so far. This is a new album. He had features with Gunna. He had three songs with Gunna. Um, Future was on there. Mac Miller. Apparently, Young Thug says that um, the song that he recorded with Mac Miller, that collab was just recorded the day before his death. So that's interesting. And who else was on that album? Mm, let me look it up. The The gist is, I'm going to just tell y'all, I would give it a 7 out of 10. And maybe I need to listen to it again. But you, you have to understand, I'm not the biggest, like, Young Thug fan anyway. So maybe I'm being biased. 
I like him and I definitely love some of his music, but I'm not going to say like Young Thug is one of my top five rappers, but it was a decent album. It was a good album. It just wasn't the mood that I was personally looking for. It was kind of mellow. It was more chill. I was looking for some more trap vibes from Young Thug. And, you know, he's seasoned. At this point, he's put out some great projects. So, I mean, he just had a, a well, I, I guess that's not his album. Slime Language, that was kind of a collab album. But he just put out music last, that wasn't even last year. That was this year. So, I wasn't expecting a Young Thug album. And I didn't, I, I don't know. I guess I was just expecting more. And so, as I said, this album had... Um, features with J. Cole, Gunna, Future, Juice World, Post Malone, Drake, and Travis Scott, Doja Cat. See, you would think that it would be, like, a hit. But, I don't know. I'm, I just wasn't super stoked about it. Um, I did love the Juice World song. Well, I'm not gonna say love. I'll just say, some of my favorite songs from the album were, um... Ensure My Wrist with Gunna. I believe that's the one that I liked. He had three songs with Gunna, and I can't remember which one I liked. I liked Peeping Out the Window with Future. And, of course, the songs that I like aren't even the top songs on Apple Music. So, whatever. What do I know? I clearly don't know music. <laughs> so, yeah, check out that new album by Young Thug, and you let me know if I'm tripping and it's actually a hit. Because somebody tweeted, like, this might be Young Thug's best album yet. I'm like, whoa, 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 you got too much dip on your chip. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what album you're listening to. <laughs> All right, so other new music on the way. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about this when it gets closer to the album date. But we know that Summer Walker has an album coming out still over it. That's coming out on November 5th. So probably on the next episode, I'll talk a little bit more about that. But right now, as it stands, we have knowledge of let me just pull it up real quick i think we have knowledge of two songs so it looks to be a 20 song album and right now we only know about x for a reason the single with i'm not even gonna say city girls because it was really just jt and we also know that there is a sort of narrative track i don't know if it's a skit i don't know if it's a song but sierra is narrating it and you know sierra has been through the ringer with men. She's found love with Russ now, but you know Sierra is probably gonna have some women's empowerment, self-love self shit to say on this album. So we're looking forward to that. But the single, X for a reason. Mm, what do y'all think I'ma say? Just think. <laughs> I'm clearly not impressed by anything. So uh, if you guessed that I didn't like it, you are correct. It's just, let me not say that. This song was good. This song was fine. I'm not going to say it's my favorite Summer Walker song. I just feel like I'm kind of over the City Girl sound. I hate to say it. I hate to say it. But I just think that their voices I can no longer tolerate. <laughs> and it was interesting when Summer announced this single because it said X for a reason featuring JT. It didn't say nothing about Carisha. It didn't say nothing about Young Miami. So I'm like, hmm, I wonder how that conversation went. How did Summer Walker go about politely saying, oh, no, 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 I don't want you, Young Miami. I just want JT. <laughs> and then for the cover art that I saw to say featuring JT, but then the track on Apple Music to say Summer Walker and the City Girls, interesting. Maybe somebody said something and they was like, no, we need to put City Girls. Because Young Miami did plenty of songs without JT while JT was in jail. And they were always branded as featuring City Girls. And so it makes sense that they would add featuring City Girls to this one. But at first, I saw the original art, sweetie. It said featuring JT. And let's be honest, JT is the better rapper than Young Miami. We all know that. So I'm not surprised that Summer only wanted JT. But even JT's um verse it was mid it was just mid to me it was honestly mid i hate when rappers try to um make things rhyme that don't because she was like raising the boat it's a reason so and i'm like oh cringing oh because the song the song could have just been fine without jt that's all i'm gonna say it didn't need a jt feature it didn't need any feature the song was fine someone was like got me drugs for a reason no reason no it's catchy it's fun you could Bop is fun. We don't need JT. We don't need 
to have a female rapper feature on every single song. It's just not necessary. So that's what I have to say about music this week. Okay, y'all. Now it's the moment that I've been waiting for. What to watch? Because I have so many shows to talk to y'all about. I have been watching a lot. So let's just jump right into it with the Dave Chappelle special, shall we? I can't even remember the name at this point. People have been talking about this for weeks. Let me just look it up real quick. Um, ugh. What was the special called? Oh, The Closer. The reason his special was called The Closer is because he had a Netflix deal and this was his final um, special as part of the deal. So his y'all probably won't be seeing no more of Dave Chappelle on Netflix, okay? So you, you got your wish. He's probably done. But everybody's talking about this special because Dave Chappelle had some jokes towards the LGBTQ community, specifically trans people. And I'm gonna just say this. I don't really know where we draw the line with comedy. Um, I, I listened to some of the jokes on YouTube because I'm actually not really a stand-up comedy person. I really don't watch a lot of stand-up comedy at all. My friends and family know that. I get secondhand embarrassment from it, honestly. <laughs> and so if I was watching that special, or if I was in that audience when he was recording it live, I would have been cringing. I really do get secondhand embarrassment because it's like stand-up comedy, you're standing up there, the goal is to make people laugh. So what if I don't find it funny and everybody else does? Or, you know, it's just awkward to me. Stand-up comedy is just awkward to me. But that's another topic. So I didn't watch it, and I didn't plan on watching it. Like, everybody's like, oh, Dave Chappelle, I can't wait to watch it. For me, I was like, oh, okay, whatever. But then I started hearing, you know, what people were saying about it, and I was like, mm, maybe I should watch it. But no, I probably still won't watch it. I watched it on YouTube, and that was enough. Me and my brother dissected the jokes because I asked my brother. I said... How did you feel about Dave Chappelle? You know, my brother's into comedy. And my brother was just like, it's comedy. You, nothing is off limits. And I don't know. I still feel some type of way, like, I don't know. I mean, I've been watching a lot of Def, comedy, Def Jam comedy reruns on Amazon. And what they said back then, you could never get away with today. I think the times have just changed. And that's what Dave Chappelle was trying to say. He was trying to say, y'all are too sensitive and y'all are too easily offended. And then he proceeded to make jokes that did offend people. And I know that I'm probably going to have some haters for this, but I didn't think it was that bad. As a comedian, I feel like he really could have said worse. Just given the fact that I have been watching old Def Jam comedy. And see, I just told y'all that I don't like stand-up comedy, but I really watched it for... The nostalgia. I really wanted to see what was up back then. And now I know that niggas was on some crazy shit. Niggas was saying crazy stuff back then. And so Dave Chappelle was around back then. Dave Chappelle is old. You think that because the world became politically correct, Dave Chappelle's gonna become politically correct? Did, did, did your 60-year-old grandpa, did your 60-year-old black uncle become politically correct just because you told him about pronouns? Probably not. So I'm not expecting anything else, honestly, from an old black comedian. I'm really not. And neither should y'all. Um, I'm not giving him a pass, but I'm just saying, like, what do you expect? Um, and it was wrong. It, it was definitely wrong because I did hear the jokes. Some of them were wrong. And I feel like he focused on the LGBTQ community for way too long. Um, I don't know. I feel like in, in a, a whole Netflix special, he spent a good amount of time maybe like one third of the time talking about trans folks, talk about something else. <laughs> so I'm not saying he's right, but he might not be completely wrong. Just, it, it just takes me back to like diss tracks. People have said some awful, awful things on hip hop diss tracks in the name of music, in the name of beef. So like literally Tupac wished death upon Biggie and made fun of, somebody with sickle cell anemia so is that okay but then Dave Chappelle can't say a transphobic joke I don't know I don't know I'm not gonna sit here and act like the expert I'll, all I know is a lot of people are mad and people are so mad that they're talking about um boycotting Netflix come on now let's get real you're not boycotting Netflix they could have taken the special down if it offended that many people but they're not because it's making them too much damn money. It's It's been talked about for weeks now. It's number, it's like number one in the top 10. And in fact, I think the Netflix executive doubled down defending 
Dave Chappelle. Now that's wrong. That's wrong. If there is a whole community of people telling you we don't like this special on your streaming platform, you probably should have came out with an apology. You didn't have to pull it, but you probably should have came out with an apology. And this guy was kind of just like, well, I don't see a problem. So that wasn't a great response. Overall, my point is, can you draw a line in comedy or is everything free for all? Every man for himself. Because... I don't know. I think that you can do comedy without insulting people or using curse words or things like that. It's probably not as funny, but (laughs) I think it is possible. So all I have to say about Dave Chappelle is like, just, just be done. Just don't say nothing. Go home and just hide out for a couple months. And I feel like everybody will get over this just like they always do because he actually brought up the baby on his special, he brought up the baby and those homophobic comments that he made at Rolling Loud just a couple months ago. Dave Chappelle brought that up, and he kind of was like defending the baby. So at that point, we all should have known like this special is not what we want or what we need. And you know, I just wanted to you know also tie it back to um you know I I told y'all I've been getting into sports more, and so I saw in the news that the Raiders head coach John Gruden was using racist and homophobic slurs in his emails. He was caught, they did a New York Times report, and he resigned. So, interesting how y'all are still going to support the Raiders, even though they just had a problematic head coach, and um, nobody's nobody's probably going to cancel him, but, well, I'm canceling him. I don't know if y'all are. I don't know if fans are. But, I don't know. It is different for a black man versus a white man. And that's all I'm going to say. Dave Chappelle is on trial. Dave Chappelle, count your days because they are coming after you with pitchforks. <laughs> now, let's talk about something else on Netflix. Actually, I got a couple things on Netflix here. I also was watching this docuseries called Bad Sport. If you're into sports, if you're into scandals, a little bit of true crime, definitely check out this docuseries. They had episodes about point shaving. They had episodes about dirty Olympics judges specifically in a um, Winter Olympics figure skating match. They had a dirty judge from France. Um, They had a a story about a race car driver who was heavily into the drug game. And, you know, he was funding his race car um, team with drug money. Very interesting stuff. I liked it a lot. So make sure you check out Bad Sport on Netflix. Now, y'all know what I really want to talk about on Netflix. We have to talk about You Season 3, baby. I've been watching this show from the beginning. Actually, before I jump in, I'm going to share with you all another recording. I did this before on the last episode. A recording of me watching you and my initial thoughts. I think it's only about four minutes long, so I'll play that first. All right, so I'm on Season 3, Episode 4 of the Netflix series You. Um, big fan of the show. Like I've watched it from the beginning. I love Penn Badgley. <laughs> I used to watch Gossip Girl, so I just love him. And yeah, great show. So episode four, the reason I wanted to stop it right here and just give my commentary, there's like 10 episodes, so I'm not even halfway there, but I just have to say, if I killed somebody, I would be acting like, um, love right now. <laughs> She acts so guilty. She's so jittery. She's so anxious. Like, I would definitely be acting like her. I would have to tell on myself. I would have to give myself in. I just have a guilty conscience, man. I'm not killing somebody and then going about the rest of my day like everything's fine and nothing happened. So, yeah, I just definitely want to say that. Um, Joe, every season, he just digs a hole for himself deeper and deeper. And... Why are we holding on to Gil? Like, why? If, if the worst case scenario, he could have just got up, felt better, left, and said, that woman hit me with a rolling pin and pressed charges. And maybe you could have worked it out. But now you have him in a cage. Well, there's nothing to work out. If you let him out, he's going to tell. So at this point, you have to kill him. <laughs> Like, it's just, and then I'm on the funny part where he's trying to figure out some blackmail on Gil. Oh my God, this guy. (laughs) But yeah, great show. Just 
Um, also, when Joe was sick and he had his little alter ego talking to himself, that was hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. He was like, throw on a hoodie. You'll just look like her son. And it made me think of how seasons one and two, he would literally just put on a hat and that would be his disguise. That would magically be his disguise while he was stalking people. <laughs> he would just put a hat on. So the guy's like, just put a hoodie on. So yeah, I love this show. And I, a lot of people have already binged it in days. My brother, my coworker, they were like, oh, have you finished? I'm like, what? No, I'm on episode four. I need to catch up. So I'm going to try to finish the whole series by the time this episode's com- episode comes out. I am on episode six now, and I just have to say, uh, what's her name? Love's mom is so annoying. Womb. Her and Sherry, it's a match made in heaven. And um, this show just really makes you think, like, you don't know what your partner is doing behind closed doors without you, with other people. Cheating. Oh, just crazy. It's a crazy show. All right, y'all. So that was my initial reaction of you while I was watching it. And now that I've finished, it took me Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. It took me about five days to finish 10 episodes because I don't binge like I used to. I don't got time like that. I got a job now. <laughs> but um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So number one, Sherry and Carrie actually ended up being my favorite characters. I actually really enjoyed those two towards the end. Um, of course, how it ended for them was just spot on. That was just perfect. They were really just the quintessential, annoying, small, affluent town, biracial couple. The husband was such a meathead. The wife was such a bitch, but honestly, they impressed me at the end. So I got to give it up to Sherry and Carrie. They were hilarious. Um, but yeah, I think when I was seeing spoilers on Twitter, everybody kept saying like, oh, can you believe the twist? And I'm just like, what twist? I didn't really find that to be a twist because in my mind, I always knew that Joe, I always knew that it would work out for Joe. Everything does. Penn Badgley is the main character of the show and I just couldn't, couldn't wrap my mind around Netflix possibly killing Joe off. I just, I don't know. It did look close. It looked very close. Uh, um, Sorry if I'm giving a spoiler right now, but I just felt like, no, this has to work out for him. And um, the whole thing just really made me think, wow, you might not want to get married because <laughs> that shit was just tragic. The, the way that they treated each other, they were psycho. They were both psycho. I'm sorry. Love, I, I really don't have nothing good to say about her. She really was psycho, and that's just it. Um, I could have done without the um, bathtub scene. I don't really know what that's about. Who wants to share a bathtub with their grown brother? But, um, I mean, I do miss 40. I wish that 40 was still here on the show. But um, overall, it was a great season. The show just keeps getting crazier and crazier. So, so messy. And I wanted to call out the fact that, remember earlier I told you guys that I saw Halloween Kills? The dude who played Theo this season, he actually uh, was in uh, Halloween Kills. His name is Dylan Arnold. And yeah, I feel like he's a person to watch. I feel like he's next up in Hollywood, so to speak. Um, How old is he? He is only... Let me look it up so I'm not giving y'all false information. Dylan Arnold is 27. So yeah, he's young and he's next up. I forget what his name was in Halloween. Oh, his name was Cameron. So he's played Cameron in Halloween. He's played Theo in You. And he has a weird face. It's like, it's like a weird nose, but like still cute. I don't know. He, I don't know how to describe him. He has that kind of eccentric look. But he's definitely next up and who to watch in Hollywood. And then the other girl that I wanted to um, to highlight because let me tell you something. This is not a very diverse show. It is a pre- predominantly white cast. But what I can tell you is that the black ladies on this show really carried. They did what needed to be done. Tati Gabriel as Marianne. Tati Gabriel is one to look out for. She's so cute. She's so talented. And she really did her thing. I personally don't watch any shows with her, 
but it appears that she's been on the 100. She's been on Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. So, you know, she's getting her name out there with the, the weird thriller shit. And um, she's definitely one to watch. We'll be seeing more from her. And also, as I said, Sherry, Shalita Grant. Shalita Grant did her thing. She really played the fuck out of that part. And I am grateful that we had a little bit more color. Even Dante's husband was black on the show. And I'm like, okay, there's three black people. So yeah, overall, you was awesome. If you haven't watched the other seasons, what are you doing? Because I've talked about it before. It really just goes to show like you have no idea who your friends are, who your boyfriend is, who your neighbors are. That show was really great. And I'm sorry how it ended for some of them. I really am sorry, but... It seems like next season, Joe is going to have a fresh, clean slate. So I'm excited for next season. Already, already. All right, two more shows. No, three more shows I'm going to tell you about, and then I'm done, I promise. Okay, this will be quick. Lula Rich on Amazon Prime. Please, please, please watch this four-part docuseries. This four-part docuseries was hilarious. I'm sorry, it was sad, but it was hilarious. Because essentially, this is a docuseries about the multi-level pyramid scheme that is LuLaRoe. And, you know, when I think about it, I'm like, where was I when this was happening? Because I don't remember LuLaRoe. My mom, my mom claims, oh yeah, I remember LuLaRoe. All the teachers at my school were selling it. LuLaRoe made, they started out with maxi skirts, some Mormon lady. And the reason I throw in the some Mormon lady is because they was trying to push their Mormon ideals on their their uh, retailers, the women selling their, their merchandise. So that ain't it, that's not cool. Um. They made these ugly ass, tacky ass maxi skirts and leggings, and they were really targeting stay at home moms. Make a part time, have a part time career selling LuLaRoe from your home, and you can still be with your kids. These women were literally getting on Facebook Live selling leggings. Ugly, fugly leggings with like unicorn donut prints on it. And people were buying this shit, and this became a million dollar company essentially overnight. And it was a multi level. Um, marketing scheme, essentially women were pouring thousands of dollars into LuLaRoe, buying merchandise that they couldn't sell, and really the only way they made their money back was recruiting. Recruit, 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 recruit. And I just have to say that I don't understand how people still get thrown into this stuff. I mean, I do. I do understand it because they target the vulnerable. The lady said on the docuseries, she was like, they targeted women with low self-esteem. Um, you know, they targeted low-income people, disability people, people of color, because they know that we're desperate and they know that we need a second income. And yeah, it was a fucking scheme. And the, the, the most hilarious lady on there was the black lady. The black lady was a former employee and she was like, they used to have these crazy parties and vacations. And one time they had a LuLaRoe cruise. And she said, I skipped the cruise. She said, me on a boat with a bunch of white people? I don't think so. And I don't blame her. <laughs> that place sounded like the most toxic work environment ever. And it, it just goes so much deeper. To this day, they are still in business. So please keep an eye out for LuLaRoe. Do not get sucked into their scheme. And please watch this docuseries because I really, really learned a lot about this MLM that was operating. Their peak was like the 2016, 2013 to like 2016 was really their peak. So check it out. Um, oh, I wish I could talk more about it, but I don't want to go on for too long. Dope Sick. This is a crazy show that I need y'all to watch immediately on Hulu. Dope Sick is um, based on the book of the same name. And the book is about a true story. So this is based in fact, this is based on true events. Dope Sick is about the Sackler family, the family who invented Oxycontin. And obviously, with the invention of Oxycontin and the false marketing claims they made, um, they basically fueled the opioid crisis in America, this one family. I, I'm, I'm not sure their ethnicity. I don't want to guess. I think they are Jewish. But yeah, essentially the story goes that... Um, one of the sons of the company, he had this bright idea, sank $40 million into it, and they were like, if this idea doesn't work, you are going to tank the company, so this better fucking work. And so he did everything in his power to make it work. Um, he lied and said that the drug was non-addictive. We know that's a lie. The lie detector determined that's a lie. Um, and he 
basically gave sales associates bonuses and called them all hours of the day and told them to do anything in their power to sell this drug. They targeted, again, with the targeting. Why are the rich targeting the poor? I'm not gonna ask why, we know why, because, you know, we know why. Um, the Sackler family first rolled out their drug in rural parts of the country, mining towns, farming towns, where people do hard labor, get injured, um, have a lot of pain, and need Oxycontin. So they um, started in Maine, West Virginia, Virginia, and um, the guy, ooh, darn it, what's his name? I gotta know his name for this, because he plays the shit out of this part. I love him. Um, Michael Keaton, y'all know Michael Keaton, uh, from such films as uh, Batman, Jack Frost, one of my favorites. Y'all probably don't know him for that. Uh, the Founder, mm, Cars, mm, Dumbo, Pacific Heights. You know, you know Michael Keaton. I don't have to explain his his uh, what do they call it? Cinematography, filmography, whatever. I don't have to tell you Michael Keaton's resume. This dude plays the sad, widowed, um, uh, hometown doctor. And then that little piece of shit, uh, Will Poulter, I call him a little piece of shit because he always just plays like an annoying fucking character. He's a great actor and he's super cool, but he always plays an annoying fucking actor. He's from The Maze Runner, We're the Millers, Midsummer, um, Chronicles of Narnia. He plays the little, uh, fresh out of college salesman that sells Oxycontin to Michael Keaton. And these salesmen knew full well that this drug was not what it claimed to be. And they sold it to make money. And Dope Sick is just a crazy drama series. And when I tell y'all, they got real. They got real and they showed a girl addicted to Oxycontin. Baby, you know you addicted when you're digging through the trash to find some, some old pills, to find just one little stray discarded pill. That girl had the withdrawal bad. She was down bad. And um, they're rolling out these episodes weekly. So I, 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 there, there's already been three episodes. I've already watched all of them, and I just can't wait to watch more. Dope Sick, available on Hulu. Please check it out. And finally, finally we've come to the end, y'all. I'm done. The final show that I want to share with y'all is Queens on ABC. It will be available um, to watch on Hulu as well. And I have not seen the pilot but I will tell you the plot. Basically, Brandy, Notori Naughton, Eve, and Nadine Velasquez are playing um, kind of washed up female rappers. They used to have a rap group and uh, the group broke up. Now they're getting back together. It's giving me Empire vibes. It's giving um, Star vibes, you know, kind of like a fake um, musical show kind of rooted in fact, because how many times have we seen uh, girl groups break up, get back together? So it probably does have a little bit of, a little a little real experience mixed in there, but I'll tell you the synopsis. Brianna, Jill, Valeria, and Naomi once appeared as the nasty bitches in the 1990s. Together, the four of them not only turned the world of hip hop upside down, but also achieved legendary status through their music. The four women are now in their 40s, unworldly, and largely estranged. By reuniting the four, there is now a chance to return to old fame and vigor. But will the former megastars, also known as Professor Sex, Butter Pecan, The Thrill, and Explicit Lyrics, manage to achieve this ambitious goal? So it's cute, it's fun, it's on ABC. Brandy plays Naomi, AKA Explicit Lyrics. Naturi Naughton plays Jill, AKA The Thrill. Um, her character apparently like gives her life to Christ. It kind of reminds me of Salt and Pepper. Eve plays Brianna, a.k.a. Professor Sex, and Nadine Velasquez plays uh, Valeria, a.k.a. Butter Pecan. And, yeah, this seems like a cute, fun show. I feel like they should have did a little more anti-aging. I mean, black don't crack, right? Natori Naughton still looks like she's in her 20s. And I was I wouldn't say Brandy looks like she's in her 20s, but she still looks young, right? Her, Eve, they all still look young. But when they're doing flashbacks of like, yeah, we were called the nasty bitches in the 1990s, I need them to do a little more age makeup. I need them to look a little younger because it just looks like them. It just looks like they are themselves. And I don't know. We'll see how it goes. 
because I don't watch Empire anymore. I never did watch Star. So we'll see how this show goes. But I'm especially excited for Eve because she is pregnant. The rapper is 42 years old. And she's expecting her first baby with her husband, Maximilian Cooper. Um, she actually told The Breakfast Club that she found out she was pregnant right before the versus battle with Trina. So she told Swizz Beats, I can't come down because I'm pregnant. I can't travel. So, um, I think at the time only Swizz Beats and her husband knew that she was pregnant. <laughs> and if you don't know about Eve's husband, Maximilian Cooper, she married the British entrepreneur in June, 2014 after four years of dating. She is the stepmom to Cooper's four teenage children, 19 year old Lotus, 17 year old Jagger, 15 year old Cash and 13 year old Minnie from his previous marriage. So this is Eve's first baby and their first baby together. She said, it's been now 10 and a half years. I've been in their lives and they've been in my life. They've grounded me in the beginning when I first met my husband, then boyfriend, I was like, this is never going to last because you got four kids. How's this going to work? She said, but then I met the kids and honestly, I was like, wow, they're amazing. So never expected Eve to become stepmom to four white kids and marry a white man, but kudos to her for having a baby at 42. You know, I was honestly asking my doctor, like, how late can you have a baby? Cause I still got time y'all. I still got time. I'm not trying to have a kid for like another 10 years. And if Eve can do it at 42, who's to say I can't. So that's all I have to share about what to watch. And that concludes this episode. If you've made it to this point, thank you for rocking out with me for what, 40 minutes, 40 plus minutes. I thought this would be a short episode, but it turned out I had a lot to say. That's usually how it goes. Y'all know I can talk. And actually, when I went to my grandma's house in uh, Gary, I found a picture of me at an elementary speech contest. That's how you know I was born to talk. So I'm going to keep talking. I hope y'all keep listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening right now, Apple, Spotify, whatever. I'm available on all platforms. Follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at the YBO Podcast. And you can follow me, Miss Chris D, M-I-S-S-C-H-R-I-S-D-E-E, on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and damn, I always forget the other one. What's the other one? Instagram? I already said that. Whatever, y'all know the vibes. Just follow me everywhere. Peace, love, blessings, and I'll be back with another episode. Bye.